Welcome to the 51st episode of It Wasn't Me, a true crime podcast where we discuss murders that intrigue us. I am Cindy. And I'm Mercedes. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for listening to last week's episode where we discussed the horrific DC mansion murders. Our show is often horrifying and graphic and we will use offensive language. So please put your kids away for a while and join us for a murder. Also, we are passionate and always has, have been about true crime. But we must warn you, sometimes we will make jokes and we will laugh during this podcast. Want to learn more about us? Visit our website at itwasn'tmetruecrime.com to find links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. If you like what you hear and you'd like to help us out, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a five-star rating along with a comment. Also, please recommend our podcast to your friends. The more the merrier. So welcome back, Mercedes. How was your week off? Oh, pretty. What do you mean my week off? I don't know. I thought we had a week off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what? <laughs> what fear of whatever are you on? Because I could use a week off right now for sure. Yes, for sure. It's, okay, so this is very weird, but we should tell our audience that we're actually um, recording this virtually. Yes. So we're not in the same room together. No. Um, and I'm just hoping it comes out okay because it'll probably take us some time and, uh, you know, hopefully it'll turn out okay. Yes. Anyway, how was lots it? Of other week pod- Did you have a week off? No. I made that up in my head. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I need a week off. I'm a little bit overwhelmed. I'm overworked and I'm tired. Me too. A lot. Really tired. But, I'm being a negative Nancy, so I'm happy, I guess. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, my week's been, you know, the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I need a week off. Yeah, I'm overworked. Yeah. And, uh, have we ever told our listener? I know we haven't told our listeners what we do for a living, but have we ever told them that we do the same thing? <laughs> that we are in the same career field. Yes. <laughs> I think we have, but I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. So anyway, tell me what your daughter saw, because I see it on here and I'm just curious for you to say it. Yes. So literally our 50th episode dropped on Friday. It dropped this past Friday. This past Friday at midnight. October 16th. Yes. So two days ago. Okay. And yesterday my daughter texts me and says, mom, you guys should do the DC mansion murders. And I was like, okay, um, we did. Thanks for your support. I'm so glad that you listen and you know this. <laughs> and I said, we did for a 50th episode and it like just came out yesterday. And she was like, what? Oh my God. And I'm like, how do you know about these murders? So her friend who is like, I don't know, in some people's world, she's a celebrity. <laughs> she- yeah, she's um what do they call those? Reality show star? Real reality show. She is friends or met one of the daughters who survived, one of the surviving dollar daughters from the DC. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. that's horrific. Yeah. So and, and they and they kind of went into a little bit of detail, which I won't go into here. So um yeah. about but that was just crazy that Yeah, that's with her friend who said, 
hey, when I was in California, I met this girl and her parents were murdered and da, 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 da. And then Libby said, you need to do the DC murders. And then I'm like, we just did. So I thought it was kind of exciting. Yeah, that is. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Remember how we discussed Japan? Yeah, I I discussed Japan a lot because I've been there twice and my daughter-in-law is from there. Yeah, I know someone there now, but whatever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we discussed how a lot of murders didn't take place and how Tokyo had one of the lowest crime rates, supposedly, in the world. Yes. Okay, so I did find out that they're actually number five. They're the fifth lowest crime rate in the country. Oh, okay. Yeah. Switzerland actually holds the title for the lowest class. Switzerland. Mm -hmm. As of now. Okay. So Japan has. It's too cold. It's too cold to commit crime there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They're all inside. Plus they have hot chocolate. (laughs) Yeah, they have lots of, lots of chocolate. Um, But Japan has a strict weapon regulation, including firearms and swords. Okay. So right. if a citizen wants to own a weapon for sporting or hunting, then he or she must undergo a lengthy application process. And violent crimes or an intentional homicide. Wouldn't all homicide? I mean, I guess not. But intentional homicide is rare occurrence is a rare occurrence um, in Japan, and that there's also severe punishments for criminals including for murder. Okay. So you might not want to commit a murder. No. Or any other crime, honestly. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty, you know, ruthless, I would say. So I am, this is like actually known as a couple of different titles. Like I found out about this murder and it was titled The Twitter Killer. Okay. But when I started doing my research, I noticed it's it Zama, Z-A-M-A, Zama, All right. Suicide Pack Slayings. Hmm. interesting yeah so the zama suicide because it happened in zama japan okay if i'm saying that correctly and it's about an hour and a half outside of tokyo all right all right so what i have here is that there was multiple homicides occurring in zama japan in november 2017 that's when see he was arrested october 31st so really that's kind of like when they found out that all these people were murdered they weren't, he actually committed the murders from like August until October of 2017. So just in those short, he killed how many people? Nine. So from, you said August through October. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. Um, he lived in an apartment complex or an apartment in Zama, which was like not far from where he grew up in central Kanawana. Kanagawa. Kanagawa. Yeah, see, I'm totally going to, like, not be able to say anything. Um, Prefecture? Prefecture, yeah. Prefecture? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and then I have another, I have a question that you might know the answer to later on. But allegedly, he put um, out an advertisement for people to come to his house so he could watch them commit suicide. Oh, what? (laughs) So he puts an ad out saying, if you want to commit suicide, you can do it at my house? Yes. He offered to either assist them or watch them kill themselves. Okay. So he and also he had, had people who he had takers on this. Yeah, I'll get to that. So a friend of his indicated that he had. Okay, wait, wait. What's his name? Because I want to hear you say it. <sighs> okay, hold on. Takahiro. Uh huh. I can't say that last name. Shiraishi, I think is how it's. Shiraishi. Takahiro Shiraishi. 
I did ask my friend, my friend who speaks Japanese to tell me how to say it. So I knew I got Takahiro, Takahiro right. Their vowel sounds are very similar to the Spanish vowel sounds. Okay. And they're, it's very phonetic. So when you look at it, that's what it is. Okay. Pretty much. So Shiraashi? Shiraashi or Shira, Shiraishi. Shiraishi. Um, so one of his friends or a, a friend um, indicated that he had indulged in choking games with school friends and, um, and signs like of his later victims had been choked to death, which I'll get into that too. So when he was in school. So how old is he? He is like 27. Okay. So he's like, I know that that's like a sexual fetish, like being choked, like yeah. during sex and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, are you talking about the same thing or? Yeah. Okay. No, he had like an obsession. You're not talking about the same thing or you are? I am not. Okay. He was not choking them as like a fetish to like, like until choking till pass out. Wasn't like that sort of thing. Okay. Like, a, um, what is it that? people are into what do they call that like um, like the guy from that book the guy from that book that's super specific i know the one where all the what some people like to be choked like on the like at the moment of climax like supposedly it's it like does something with your orgasm or something i don't know i've never tried it no 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 no. what is it like is there someone in the room with you because you keep looking at well yeah my son was coming in and i was like okay "Okay." just as i said having an orgasm okay great (laughs) okay son let me tell you about orgasms 50 shades of gray what was he that guy into like um, he was into like s and not s and m but dominant dominant yeah yeah that's what i was thinking of Yeah. yeah That's what I, I kept wanting to say something else. <laughs> All right. So before this guy actually moved to, to Zama, he had, he had worked as a choreo scuto, uh, a scout. He was a scout okay. who lures women into brothels to work for sex. Okay. So, so he worked in the, like the red light district of Tokyo. Kabukicho, Tokyo's biggest red light district. Okay. Yes. Well, you know, I, the first time I went to Japan was, um, right outside of, I went to Yokosuka. That's where my son was stationed and right outside the base is like the red light district. And I can't remember what, I think he called it the haunch and it's like, okay, it, and he took me down there and I said, son, this is never the place you take your mother to. <laughs> and I mean, like they had to have, uh, when ships would come in they would actually have marine guards doing like mp doing um duty at the haunch just so that the guys wouldn't get rolled or get taken advantage of after they had drinks but there's like the nigerian mafia they they have a lot of the sex trade there in Real nigerian mafia the nigerian yeah they're and they're like in italy and um i've seen them in france too oh wow i don't know if mafia is the right word that might be just me saying nigerian but they are there a lot of them from nigeria well they do have like the they're the yakuza which is the japanese mafia yes they're like really prevalent in this area and i was gonna and i have a slide kind of going over what they are and i mean i know okay but so he was a scout for the sex trade I mean, okay. so he would find girls who now were they over eight? I mean, were they adult? I don't know. It doesn't really say, but I don't think that really in that kind of world matters. Right. But no, it says it doesn't. at this stage, people started warning locals about him. Okay. 
So describing him as a creepy scout. So then he moved from Tokyo into the apartment in Zama, August of 2017. And he actually didn't move into this apartment until August 22nd. So remember that because that's like at the end of the month. Okay. Okay. So, um, so around a month after, so this was like around, so in July of 2017, he had been arrested for the sex trade, being a scout for the known prostitution ring. And he was sentenced to so many months, but had a three year suspended sentence. So he was kind of out. And he supposedly told his dad that he saw no meaning in life whatsoever, okay. which I find really sad. He was 27 years old. He was jobless. And that's when he kind of got, I would say, almost addicted to Twitter and started using Twitter to meet suicidal people. Like he purposely set up actually two different Twitter accounts. And I'll tell you about those in just a Okay. So he was 27 years old, jobless, started using Twitter to meet suicidal people. He once used the social media platform to lure young women into the sex trade. So he had used it before. Mm-hmm. And now he was doing this. So on Halloween 2017, people, uh, p- people, police would find, I'll just go ahead and tell you, nine human heads. Oh, nice. Yeah. And like in house? In his house. Oh. Yeah. So on Halloween 2017, they would find roughly 240 bones in the studio apartment where he lived. Um, then the news caused, this news caused a really a lot of stress because apparently this um, Japan is known for having a suicide forest. Um, I don't know. I've never even heard of that. Yes. And part of me wants to say I have heard it. And then I was like, I wasn't it. So I don't know. So okay. I put on here. I was like, Mercedes. This is know? what I do know about, about the culture suicide uh, mm-hmm. in Japan is that if you are a burden on your family or you bring shame on your family, you're almost kind of expected to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of used to like, um, um, do that. Well, the kamikazes and, you know, after war and stuff, like people who had P who had PTSD, you know, they were, they weren't, they would kill themselves and it was not seen as a crisis like it is in the United States. Right. It was like a, like honor. It's a kind of a badge of honor because yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I say, I don't think I'd ever heard of it, but then part of me, it, it didn't sound totally foreign but the suicide, suicide forest is that like where people go to commit suicide yes like they would go hang themselves there Ooh. or kill themselves or you know in any way that like had this forest that they would go to i didn't do much research on the suicide forest but that would have been a huge rabbit hole for me i'm glad i didn't do this yeah one. i was like i was already okay. all over the place with this because there wasn't like a lot of there was a lot of articles that i had to print out and i like went through right. and scratched through you know, each time I, so it took me so freaking long. There was right. a lot of information just kind of all over the place. Mm. All right. Um, so the suicide rates are kind of startling. According to the article by Straits Times, Japan had the sixth highest suicide rate in the world in 2017. Now I did attempt to confirm this information and the statistics, depending on where you, what site you went to. Um, but currently, Japan is the, um, well, and see, this is 2017. They had the seventh highest suicide rate, um, according to the Organization of Economic Cooperative and Development. What country has the the highest? Like Ghana. 
I mean, I went, I went to Wikipedia. I looked there. Not Guyana, like I talked about last week, but Ghana. No, yeah, Guyana. Guyana, where yeah. our murderer last week was from. Yes. Because there's where, Ghana and there's yeah. Guyana. No, Guyana. Or Guyana. Okay. G-U-Y-N-A. Okay. Mm, yeah. So, but then there was like, I mean, I'm telling you, it was kind of like, depending on if you went to the World Health Organization, yes. if you, they were all different. None of them yes. could agree. So I just put in um, suicide in Japan, you know, suicide rates in Japan. And I just, the first thing that came up was like, in Japan, suicide is considered a major social issue now, I guess. In 2017, the country had the seventh highest suicide rate and it's 14.9 people per 1,000 persons or 14.9 murders for 100,000 persons 100,000 people yes so interesting um, yeah all right so let me tell you a little bit about our friend Takahiro am I saying that right Takahiro? I think so the word that I'm owning it that's how he, that's his name it is now anyway Takahiro <laughs> huh Takahiro 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 grew oh. up in a house roughly about a mile and a half from the studio apartment where he was living in 2017 it was reported that he, that he attended elementary school and junior high school in the city and that he was a very quiet boy. While his grades were kind of mediocre, he did attend school each day without ever missing a day. Wow. I know, right? He went on to attend a prefectural. Prefectural. What is that? Because um, I Googled so it. Prefecture is kind of like a region and there are, you know how like a state is in counties. Mm-hmm. It's, it's similar to that, but it's much bigger. It's more like there are many cities in a prefecture. Okay. Because then, because I tried to Google it. I'm thinking it's kind of like a state, but not really a state. My, my son tried to explain it to me and I never really understood it, but it is, um, it's kind of like, you know, we have 50, we have states in the United Mm -hmm. States and it's kind of like that in Japan. Okay. Okay. So he went to this high school in Yokohama. And um, like I said, I had no idea what that was. And I tried to Google it. And all I could find was that it was governed by a prefect. Right. It's kind so, of like, yeah. And it was like, because I even like Googled one of the schools there. And it was and it was almost kind of like a religious school. But then prefects are usually like the student body. Like they're kind of reigned by their own student body too. So I didn't, I'm, it's not, it, it, it doesn't have any bearing on this. Case. I'm not sure what a pref a prefectural school is, but um, my daughter-in-law told me, you know, like they take these tests like after middle school to determine where their skills are. And she always says, "I'm dumb." She, I, it really upsets me when she puts herself down because she is not a dumb woman at all. Mm-hmm. But she's like, you know, my sister went to the really smart school. My brother went to the really smart school, and I went to the high school that taught you how to be a good wife. So, I mean, but then she, that's, I mean, she learned how to speak English. Uh, you get two years of community college and she ended up learning English there. So, I mean, she got a skill too. So Yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, so it was around high school that um, Takahiro started to kind of fall apart. His parents got divorced and his mom and his sister left. And so he was there and I think he had two brothers. So he did not, he did not become a scout for the sex trade right away. But after graduating high school, he took several meaningful jobs. Um, He worked like at a grocery store and just other little odd jobs. And then he kind of fell into the sex trafficking. So um, 
I did kind of describe a little bit about the red light district, but I, I think it's just, it's like any other red light district in any other town. You know, there's prostitutes, there's brothels, there's sex trades. Um, it is kind of run a, the, Uco, um, what am I trying to say? The mafia mm-hmm. are kind of very well known in that area. And the city was trying to, to rid themselves of the, Yuka, uh, the Yakuza. And um, so there's a lot of kind of battling between those entities as well. So again, the, the Straits Times said that he was described that Takahiro was described as ambitious, but sometimes very dangerous and capable of betrayal. Hmm. Yeah. And then remember how I said that people started warning the locals and like, even like other people about him, like the creepy scout guy, be beware of him. Okay. So, um, and I don't, all right. So I got a lot of information because it was from this Straits time, Straits times because they had like some interviews with people and they interviewed a woman who said that she had actually lived with Takahiro for about three months shortly before. So, but that he only lived in this apartment for about three months. So I don't know if she lived with him, like maybe in Tokyo or before he came back to this Zama area. She states that um, other than him being obsessed with suicide and death, he was unusually more gentle than ordinary people. Hmm. So I have a question because, um, you were talking about the Yakuza yeah, and you said that they, you said that they're kind of like a Japanese gangster or, um, involved in mafia, like criminal organizations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was he a member of that? No. Okay. Um, and then you say that they do like unconventional ritual practices such as amputation of the left little finger. Is that like to be a part of their gang or is that what they do to people who cross them? No, that's like part of their thing. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're not going to need that little finger, right? I guess that's like All how right. you, I guess how you know. And then you put members are often described as males wearing sharp suits with heavily tattooed bodies and slicked hair, slicked mm-hmm. hair. Um, and you know, my daughter-in-law used to say that in, in, in Japan, tattoos are seen as like something that homosexuals have really really Maybe homosexuals and gangsters yeah she's like that's gay <laughs> she's like a lot of people like maybe the older generation thinks that they're gay maybe like, you know the only time i never really known anything about the yakuza is i used to watch this tv show called the man in the high castle and it's um it's as if america didn't win world war ii and okay lived and then so like a part of America, like the East Coast is the New Berlin, the West Coast is like the New Japan, and then like the middle, um, the Midwest is like the neutral zone. And it's, it's, a, it's a good show, but the Yakuza are very prevalent in that. So that's the only thing I know about them. But they did okay. in the show, they did, you know, they had tattoos, they had the pinky thing, and the, okay. they were always dressed really sharply. All right. I'm sorry for interrupting. I just saw that. No, I mean, so it's anyway, pretty interesting. He's with this girl, and she says he's more gentle than ordinary people. Yeah. And he's this creepy guy. Yeah. Okay. So that, to me, I'm like, if he's super, that like, he could be super creepy and be like, oh, Yeah. So I think that that's just like super weird. But she also said that he sent her text messages, text messages saying, let's commit suicide together. Mm-hmm. And that once even texted her saying, I have killed a hostess who said she wanted to die. 
like, hello, red flag. She uh-huh. thought he was just kidding. Okay. I don't care if you're just kidding. I'm, I'm out. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty like, and when they say hostess, I think that that is not like a hostess and how we think we go into you know, a restaurant and a hostess sits us down. I think it's something to do with like that red light district um, hmm. and something to do with like the brothels. Okay. And, um, and I did read something else about that little red light district. And I forget what the, it's a Japanese word that they call it, but they say, oh, you can come in here and drink for very cheaply. You know, like it'll cost you five yen or whatever to drink these drinks. But then they get in there and all the hostesses are drinking and then you end up spending like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And right. there's been lots of investigations and people pressing charges. And that's where a lot of that Yakuza. And that's stuff. why they have like the military police outside of these bars and stuff to protect yeah. the, you know, because my son was saying that like, you know, they would run their credit card and their entire paycheck would be gone in, in like two seconds. Yeah. So and that, yeah. And that's why it's because they were doing all that, you know, oh, it'll only cost you whatever amount of money. And then everyone in there is drinking on that person's credit card or whatever. Right. So, so um, Takahiro was really close with his father but like kind of really abruptly in 2000 in August of 2017, he came home and told his father he had met the love of his life and that he needed his own place right now. And so his dad ran out and rented him an apartment. It said that wow. he was the, the guarantee or like the guarantee, he guaranteed him one or he was the, so I just say he rented it. Maybe him. like the co-signer. Yeah. Okay. And it said that the apartment was only like $250 a month. Oh, lovely. I know. Right. I mean, it was just, a it was probably teensy too. Everything's yeah. much smaller in Japan. It was a studio apartment. Yeah. So it was really, said he would move into the apartment in late August and the Japanese media would later refer to this apartment as the house of horrors. Ooh. Yeah. So this was about the time he started gaining followers on Twitter using at least two different accounts. One, I want to die and two, a professional at hanging. Wow. And he, I mean, people were drawn to this. Mm-hmm. How do you not get shut down by Twitter? Well, I don't know that Twitter would shut a lot of people down back in that time. I mean, yeah. I guess it was right after the 2016 election when they really started questioning things what people were saying, but it seems like now everybody's getting shut down. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So he first used the Twitter account to play victim by seeking like company for his misery. Like, oh, what was me? So like one account was, I want to die. What was me? I'm poor pitiful me. And the other one was like, I can help you die. All right. So I could see there are some people think, oh, I can save him. I can save him. Yeah. And maybe there are people desperate to want to die. So yeah. I could yeah. See or people who, oh, he wants to die too. So let's be miserable together. Let's talk about our problems. So um, he stated that he just wanted to forget everything and just wanted to disappear. Then with the second account, he portrayed himself as a professional helping people take their own lives. Yeah. I want to spread my knowledge and hanging, he would say. I really want to become the source of strength for everyone who is in pain. If you are at a dead end, please consult me. Interesting. That's a fucking weird shit. I mean, this is out there on, I mean, is this, I don't know anything about Twitter. You know, I don't know Twitter at all, but yeah, 
So he um, would use, he would seek out his victims using the hashtag suicide recruitment. Interesting. Okay. And preying on young girls who wanted to take their own lives. He told them via direct messaging on Twitter, let's die together. What the fuck? All right. Yeah. So I actually typed out what in the actual fuck. <laughs> so we know, obviously, we've already said this is not an unsolved murdering rampage. We know who did it. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you that he got caught and he gave a very detailed confession. So he and had how many heads again? Nine. Nine heads. And yeah. were they fresh? Um, well, I guess well, they would have to be. Well, they were like in containers. And I tell you about that too. Okay. Because I'm curious. Yeah. So, um, so this is not really surprising news. We're going to hear some grueling details. And I mean, super fucked up details. By When I say gruesome, I mean, super fucked up. So okay. if you're not... If ready or not, here they come. So if you ready? Uh-huh. All right. So the day after he was arrested, the authorities found nine dismembered bodies in his apartment. Also revealed that some of his victims were teenage girls, which I already said. He told authorities that the murder started when a man showed up to his apartment looking for his missing girlfriend in late August. Okay, late August. He moved in August 22nd. Uh-huh. So that's like eight days. Yeah. <laughs> um he wasted no time at all he invited the man into his apartment and killed him the victim, so the man went to his apartment looking for his missing girlfriend so do we know where the missing girlfriend went no well, yeah and the man didn't yes. we do know yeah we do know so technically and i didn't put it in here he had met the girlfriend and her boyfriend the night before and they okay. had all had dinner together and then the girl came back the next day and he killed her. And then the guy was like looking for his girlfriend. All right. So it's just, he says it started off with the man, but then come to find out that that's really how it transpired was that he killed both of them. Um, the victims were eight women, including four in their late teens, four around 20 and one in their late twenties. And the man. And the man. Yeah. So how did he even get on the police radar? Like the police didn't just show up one day. Oh, please do tell. I mean, it, it could have stunk into high heaven. Well. Like death. Yeah. And I tell you how he, I, yeah, I go into all that. All right. right. So a young woman went missing after her death of her mother. She was considered, um, considering suicide. And her brother just happened to see an abandoned text message, or not text message, Twitter message that um, he was able to like hack into her phone and see the Twitter message that uh, between the, the girl and Takihiro. So what is an abandoned Twitter message? What does like that mean? Like it didn't, like she didn't send it. Okay. And so it was kind of like, you know, like, you, like if you were sending a text message and it didn't hit send, it's just kind of there. Yeah. And that was like the same thing, but I'm going to okay. come back to that here in a little bit. All right. Now, as he, he made, like I said, he made a full confession. So as he's being interviewed, he did say that it was difficult at first. It took me three days to get rid of the first body. But after that, I could deal with them in, within one day. His motives, he went on and said that a couple, uh, several times that his motives was for sex and money. Because he allegedly would choke his victims, um, whose real names and ages he did not know until they passed out. That's just a side note. But then he would choke them until they passed out before, he sex before sexually assaulting them. So... Um, there's no doubt that I sliced up the bodies in my bathroom with the intention of destroying evidence. He would tell police and then police recovered two kitchen knives, 
scissors, a saw, binding rope, and a gimlet with all traces of blood on them. Okay, so, I had so to a the gimlet. gimlet? Yeah, That's I was thinking. A drink? I thought it was a drink. Okay. But it is a drink. It is a drink. Yes. But in this case, that's not the right gimlet. Yes. It's like, it's got a handle on it with like a, like a sharp, like pointed, almost like an ice pick. Okay. And it's Ooh. got like this handle on it. And I figured that he was using it to tighten the rope. Okay. To strangle them. Okay. Kind of like a, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like in a hitman, like you would see like in a hitman movie. Yeah. You know? To twist the rope tighter around the neck. Okay. Yeah. So I, I do have a question. Uh-huh. All right. So it says that his motives have been sex and money. So he did sexually assault some of them. Yes. What about the money? He, um, I saw where one, he was able to get like $4,000. Like all of it was kind of converted in this article. So it would have been like American dollars would have been about $4,000 this person had on them. So All right. So he tells them, bring the money with you and I, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause like, I mean, they were, con- but some of these were kids. I mean, literally like 15, 15 year olds. Yeah. So I don't know. Some kids here, 15 year olds have access to money. Who knows? Um, so he said that he disposed of the flesh and internal organs like garbage, but kept their bones out of fear that he would be caught. Yeah. Police found three cooler boxes and five large storage boxes in his apartment. They checked the eight boxes and found, and found body parts, including heads, legs, arms, and seven of the boxes. He reportedly, he used cat litter to cover the body parts to mask the smell. Okay. I wonder how well that worked because I don't think it would. <sighs> I can't. I mean, that's got to be some pretty good cat litter. Okay? I can't fucking stand kitty litter. No. Uh-uh. So his neighbors in a two in a two story twelve unit apartment block said that they had neither seen nor heard anything amiss, despite complaints of persistent pungent smell coming from his apartment. So there was a smell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how would you hide it? Yeah. And I wonder if it's so, yeah. Okay. So the next thing says one of them pointed out there that, that it was strange that his bathroom ventilation fan was kept on at all times. So and they have paper thin walls in Japan. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I'm just wondering how he would, he, I mean, I'm just wondering if he would drug them or something to keep them quiet. Um, he says later that he okay. would just, all um, right. not all of them, but he does say how he got one, one person. Because um, you know, you would think that somebody's trying to choke you or whatever. You're going to struggle a little bit. There's going to be some noise. Yeah. Whether you're wanting to be choked or not. Yeah. So he was even brazenly used the neighborhood garbage collection um, to dispose of dispose of his evidence so he would even like just go you know toss it out by the road wait for the garbage people to pick it up so um he did leave an on um like an online trail of social media like he didn't really cover his tracks very well because he just like didn't think one that he wasn't doing anything wrong because he thought at first he was like i was helping these people why would you arrest me um the brother of his ninth and final victim a woman from a Tokyo suburb, which I am not going to try to say. Um, Hachioji. 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 Yeah. Hachioji. Um, and he's the one who hacked into his sister's Twitter account and saw the messages. And he actually, um, there was another woman who also like had messages and they were able to get between the brother and this other woman. The woman agreed to be kind of like bait. Oh, all right. And then 
he did not dispose of the, his um, last victim's cell phone. So they were able to kind of, with the GPS, get kind of close to where he was. And that's okay. how. So she agreed, be, agreed to be the bait. And um, then they followed him home. Okay, so they already had an idea of who he was. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes, because of the Twitter. Like they were trying to, I mean, maybe not really knew who he was, but I guess they met somewhere and then they followed him home. Okay, so she met with him and then then they followed him home. Okay. Yes. So when he was asked about the missing 23-year-old girl, he pointed to a chiller, chiller box near the entrance and said, in there. Well, he didn't try to hide that at all didn't he nope Did he? not at all Mm-mm. all right at first um he was arrest- arrested for improper disposal of human remains but then the murder warrant or arrest warrant kind of came through now I, i'll tell you later that he wasn't charged officially until like after all of these warrants came through so okay. i don't know the difference between their arrest warrants and murder warrants and after. okay I just know that like, well, if there's a warrant out for your arrest and they're charging you with something, but I guess if he, if they're replying to his, I will assist you with suicide. I mean, I'm wondering what the law is there for that too. Yeah. And, and I will tell you about that too. Okay. Not so much about the the law, but how they're going to try to use the law. All right. So at first he, like I said, he was arrested for the improper disposal of human remains, but the murder warrant would come so that would come later, not much later. And then they would just start piling up. So the first one was for the last victim, the Ike, Iko, 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 Iko Tamara, Iko Tamara, Iko or Iko. Terrible. Iko. Um, he quickly stated that he killed her while she was off guard. So he stated that, yes, it is true. I did it alone. After talking about some personal matters, I took the chance to kill her. Like, so she was not on the defense. She was relaxed. You know, they were talking or whatever. And then he just, Ugh. second murder, murder warrant was issued then over um, Kazumi Mariyama. Okay. Um, 25. Right. Um, Tamara, whatever her last name was, she's 23. Then the next victim was 25. Then they would slowly get all the other ones to, get, to come through. What? I hear Gigi. <laughs> um so the tenth and final okay. arrest She's starting to bark. <laughs> the tenth and final arrest warrant was for the death of Natsumi Kubo, a seventeen-year-old high school student. Oh. yeah, and that warrant didn't come until March of two thousand and eighteen. But he quickly admitted to murdering her as well. He's not denying any of this. So at the time of the tenth murder warrant, police were considering putting him under examination to see if he was even criminally liable. They were like, "This guy has got to be insane." Um, um. Takahiro would later say that his victims were objects of desire. He also demanded to be paid for any interviews that he was going to give. He would later explain that the money. So he said that these are objects of desire. Yeah. Okay. Objects of desire. So did he like choose them based on their pictures and then he tried to wheel, reel them in or. I think his desire was really the murder part. Okay. So um, it wouldn't matter who replied. Right. Yeah. All right. So his. Again, he states again that it was money, greed, and sex were his reasonings for murdering. He is not remorseful, and he was only sorry that he didn't get rid of evidence like the cell phone, which helped lead to his arrest. All right. Yeah. So three years after being arrested, 
he finally, he pled guilty to all nine murders. And that's October 1st, just now. Like Just now. Like this month. Yeah. 18 days ago? Yep. All right. So he told a court in Tokyo on Wednesday, I guess that was October 1st, uh-huh. that the allegations against him were all correct. But as lawyers argue that his, that the charges should be reduced because his victims apparently gave consent to be killed. All right. However, I read a different article where he was telling his lawyers uh, they did not consent to get killed. They did not consent. I need to go to jail because huh. if he's convicted of murder without consent. He could get the death penalty by hanging. But if he had consent, he could get six months. But he wants to be hung. He, or hanged. I mean, he just says either is hanged. correct, by the way. Hanged is correct, yes. Oh, um, and so is hung. Huh? So is hung. What's hung? <laughs> Forget it. They're both <laughs> correct. <laughs> but it's hanged by death. When you're dying, okay. it's hanging. Okay. It's to be hanged by death. So okay. If you're, if you're talking about death, it's it's it doesn't sound right, but it is when you say hanged to death, or they're gonna yeah. So um but he's saying that no, they did not have consent, even though his lawyers are trying to convince everyone that they did have consent. So it would be um, like assisted, which I guess is not legal in Japan if he could get six months. I don't know if that's six months per murder or per death. No. How would you even prove that? Yeah. It's a slippery slope. Uh-huh. So I thought okay. it was a lot longer. That's it. That's all I got. There you go. So we don't know Mm-mm. what he's going to get. Nope. That's the latest information. Wow. So all the heads and everything, like, what was he keeping those? He just didn't. He didn't know how to dispose of them properly. I mean, at least he didn't try to, like, do things that other people have done to try to get rid of stuff. Like, oh, what a creepy fucker. I know. I told you. This was like. And then he would, like, pass, like, choke them. They pass out. And then he would sexually assault them. That's, like, frightening. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. That's just sad. 15-year-old girls? Ugh. I mean, I mean, we know what happens. Happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently, God. a couple of years before this, there was a guy going around the same area killing people. So I just think that we just don't really hear about the Well, and we, I mean, I would say it's definitely, it happens there. I mean, it's a metropolis, but yeah. I don't feel like murder is on the same pace as it, as it is in, say, New York City. Or Detroit. Or any place Anywhere. in the United States. I mean, yeah, you're going to have your, you do have people who murder there, but I mean, even like just being there, um, if somebody were to drop their purse, for example, or their wallet falls out of their back pocket, mm-hmm. people would just pick it up and set it off to the side, like off and off ledge so that when the person came back to look for it's there wow they just don't i mean you see a wallet on the ground i mean who knows i would eighty thousand dollars in it (laughs) eight thousand dollars in it yeah i would probably return that yes definitely unless it was eighty thousand i might take a couple (laughs) yeah i don't know just kidding all right well that's interesting yeah Uh, yeah. This is definitely an interesting way to do this. I hope it works. I do too. I hope it works for all of our uh, listeners out there. Yeah, me too. Well, your, your screen just froze. Yours did a little while <laughs> You're ago just too. Sitting there frozen. <laughs> Can you still hear me? Hello. What? Can you hear me still? Yeah, but you were frozen. 
Uh-oh. It's telling me my internet connection is unstable again. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> thank you so much to lis for listening to this week's murder. We appreciate sharing our passion with you, and we thank you for your support. If you'd like to support us even further, please consider subscribing to our podcast, giving us a five-star rating, and a comment. Please, a comment. Your subscription and ratings are essential to our success. You too um, can do this from your favorite platform. For more information and links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, please visit our website at itwasn'tmetruecrime.com. We're so grateful to spend our time together to share our murderous stories. Thanks so much for your support. Please recommend It Wasn't Me to your true crime living friends and family, please. Also, thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. You are the extra. You too can become one of our beloved patrons by signing up at patreon.com forward slash it wasn't me pod. Thanks again, guys. And remember... It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs>